This is More in the Morning on News Talk 1010 Toronto. Going to be an interesting hour. The uh, UN ambassador, Bob Ray, is going to be with us at 8.20. And, I mean, yes, we'll very seriously unpack Canada's amended posture on Israel. But I also want to hear from Bob Ray about how he ended up being caught on mic. I know that Mark Warner thinks that everything Bob Ray does is um, tactitious and political. But I'm not sure, as an ambassador, you want to be caught issuing a statement that was carefully worded and probably lawyered and then be caught sounding that casual about what you've just said. See how that flies? <laughs> uh, you know, it's a fascinating aspect of this business that, for example, a lot of the city councillors who appear on our panels will come in studio and we'll talk because it's the newscast or we were doing traffic or something like that, and they'll be incredibly unguarded. And then... They're not different people when they're on the air, but they would not say some of the things that they would say off the air. Mind you, I will say to the credit of the city councillors that we currently put on our panels, most of them are pretty unguarded on the panels themselves. Uh, it's just that, you know, sometimes they will give me insider information and there's just a casualness about it. And I've spent enough time with Bob Ray. That is, Bob Ray is an extremely casual person in, um, in private company. And then when he's on the international stage, he's got to behave like an ambassador. So Bob Ray is going to be here at 820. Speaking of city councillors, Brad Bradford, I'm going to say, is going to take a victory lap at 8:35 because he warned that when the city very, when city council very rashly came out against Uber, that we were going to get sued and probably successfully, and that is now the official position of the city's lawyer. So he'll be here at 8:35 to weigh in on that. Kathleen Wynne is going to be here at 9.15 with stuff that's working and stuff that isn't. So, yeah, we're full to the gunnels today, including the mayor of Cochrane, Ontario, who joins us right now. Good morning, Your Worship. Good morning, John. Happy to have another casual conversation. There you go. At the risk of splitting <laughs> hairs, um, your population, I think, is just over 5,000. So are you a mayor or a reeve? We're a mayor. Okay, full-on mayor status. Good stuff. Yep. Well, Your Worship, it's good to have you. Uh, you're looking to recruit. We are. Actually, it's part of a bigger program, quite frankly, a bigger movement that's taking place, post-pandemic movement as well. You add a lot of different factors together, like the attrition that's taking place in Northern Ontario, the natural attrition from the baby boomers, the electric vehicle market, interestingly enough, which is driving uh, mineral development and employment. And then also, you know, there's a whole generation of young Canadians, young Ontarians, Cochraneites, quite frankly, that are uh, resolved to the fact, generation Generation Z folks, who are resolved to the fact they'll never own a home and never realize the quintessential Canadian dream, which is owning a home and raising a family in that home. So, yeah, we're messaging that and marketing that, that uh, there's an opportunity here to own a home, that you will own a home, we'll give you a leg up on the costs of owning that home, and you know you'll have an opportunity as well to raise your family in an amazing way of life in one of the best backyards on the planet. Now, by the way, uh, you may even be able to uh, in line for one of those high-paying natural resource jobs. So it's a good a good valuation that's on the table, and we're excited by it. Okay, so what's the full-on offer? I understand it's like land for 10 right. bucks. Yeah, sure. So the uh, municipal properties will provide a $10, and that's a nominal fee, obviously, and, and it's, it's essentially free. Uh, and on top of that, what we'll do is if you build a home on that property, and you'll have to build a home on it within a certain time frame, we'll also give you uh, tax relief over the first five years when you own that home. So we're going to give 
you not only the property for uh, for close to free, but we're also going to give you the tax relief you need to get your family up and going. And here's your chance to do the sell job. Why why should everybody listening right now want to move to Cochrane? Well, like we said to begin with, if you believe you'll never own a home where you are in the part of the province where you are, well, here you can. And you can be part of an amazing way of life, uh, a wonderful way of life, quite frankly. And at the same time, the uh, the work environment here is our high-paying jobs and natural resource market. There's great opportunity for folks to not only uh, pivot in their lives, but uh, to obtain opportunity that you're never going to realize where they are. You know, we, we haven't even launched yet, to be honest with you. The launch is probably going to be closer to the mid to end of January. We're working on the program, as you can imagine. Everybody and their mother would buy all the property in the municipality for $10 if we just cut it loose. And there's programming and criteria that we have to put in place. But we haven't even launched yet, and the phone has just rung off the hook. If that's any indication of how this is going to go, then we really need to make sure we're ready for this. I think it's going to be quite a movement to to the area. Okay, how about the polar bears? So the polar bears, uh, we have the largest natural habitat for captive polar bears in the entire world right here in Cochrane, Ontario. And people think of Cochrane as being far north in Ontario. But when you think about it, we're the 49th parallel. We're the U.S.-Canada, yeah. U.S. border across western Canada. So we're not that far north. But uh, we, we, the polar bear is our is our official mascot. Uh, we have, uh, like I said, the natural, largest natural habitat for captive polar bears in the world. So you can tie in a webcam on the polarbearhabitat.ca. CoffeePolarBearHabitat.ca and, uh, and view beautiful polar bears at any time. We also have a pool that allows uh, kids and folks to swim in the pool, which is right next to the polar bears. There's a large piece of bulletproof glass between them. And everybody actually, the pictures that come out of there are amazing, quite frankly, which makes it look like you're actually swimming with the polar bears. It's a great opportunity to create awareness around one of the most important species on the planet. One practical question for you. Um, Is there the available means, if I were to come up there and get one of these $10 properties, would I be able to find anybody to build me a house? Sure. So we've actually connected with folks down in your part of the province who are very keen on being part of the development here. It doesn't matter where you go, John, quite frankly. uh, The housing inventory is a problem in the country, not let alone the province and here in the region. Uh, this is not about uh, a desperate community trying to attract people. So we're a very vibrant community, quite frankly, and very our, our moniker is wonderful. They expected most folks don't expect what to get when they get here. But the reality is, no matter where you're trying to build a home, it's a challenge because the trades just don't exist. You know, and, and they, uh, that, that, that direction, the province is really working hard and trying to change that as well, too. But we have connected with some of the bigger uh, developers in the province uh, who are very keen and ready to move on um, creating development here. So creating the, the subdivisions and the homes, I don't think they're going to be a problem. They're going to be challenging, but they won't be a problem at all. Good to have you. Thanks a lot for this. I appreciate the opportunity for sure. Take care. Peter Politis is the mayor of Cochrane, and I had this impression that Cochrane would be close to Dryden, and it's not at all. It's more or less on a line with Dryden, but it's more or less directly north of Toronto and not actually all that far from the border with Quebec. And it's funny that the mayor mentioned the 49th parallel, because we always talk about the 49th parallel as this psychological definition of where Canada is. But it only actually more or less starts when you get to Winnipeg, that that is our border. And then, of course, as a lot of people, trivia fans will know, there are portions, significant portions, as a matter of fact, of Canada that are south of portions of the United States. And Toronto, as an international capital, is very significantly south, even if Canada's a winter nation, if we could call it that. So something we didn't get to on the roundtable, 
But I always like sort of throwing all the material on the table so you can have a conclusion before we get to the round table, and I'll probably get to it. Things got a little vivid on round one on just a very small number of topics. They're still going. Are they? Yeah, yeah Mark and Samara. Yeah, we put I them figured. in their own separate Zoom room, yeah. It's very funny, because back in the day when everybody had to come in to do roundtables, they would spill out into the corridors, and I'd go out there, like, during traffic at 8.15, and they'd still be going at it. Usually it was Jerry, I have to admit. Uh, but, yeah, this topic about an Alberta lawyer who doesn't want to uh, pledge allegiance to the king continues to be an issue, may end up going to the Supreme Court, but I would offer the Supreme Court would probably rule in the Crown's favor on this one. But I'll Alberta, Prince Edward Island, and Newfoundland and Labrador are the only provinces that still require the oath. So you can't argue, well, it's absolutely necessary. Everyone has to swear to the king. No, actually. Ontario lawyers don't have to pledge allegiance to the king. And in this case, I remember talking to this guy a while ago when it was in another level of the court system. And he is uh, a sick man or a man who is sick nowadays now that we have to pronounce it differently i guess we have to phrase it differently so you don't just think that maybe he's got cancer uh but he's a man uh who is sick and somebody called me and said well you know if he doesn't want to pledge allegiance to the crown then how did he get his citizenship here's how he was born here that's a bit of a an assumption 